The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today, 931-381-2663, or visit mtbj.net. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Bo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Uh, welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow with Mo Patton and Lawson Smith, the intern, in studio with us currently, awaiting the arrival of one J.P. Plant to help me get this entire week started without having to do much on the uh, board side. Because, as you can see, not easy to do. Mo, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Can you tell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been Monday all day. It's all day long. Oh, welcome in to the Lee Company studio. I am Chris Yao, and I hope you guys have had a good Monday. It's, it's 4 o'clock. It's, mo- it's almost over if you're working, so we'll take that part of it. Other than that... What else has been going on? Just been trying to get ready for this riveting two hours of radio. Oh, it's it's it's, it's going to be incredible. As the Braves pregame has started on our sister station, I believe. Theoretically. <laughs> supposed to start at 355. Or no, I guess, I guess it was no, supposed it to was start way before two, that. At 250. Yeah, 255. Yeah, cause because first pitch was at 410. So, yeah, yeah. The Braves and, and the Mets should be getting game one going here in the next couple of minutes. Should be fun. Should be fun. Oh, Lawson, we get you for three more shows. And uh, so, yeah, what's up? I'm sorry. I had you on the wrong. I know. Um, I mean, I'm doing things, uh, signing papers, making things official, and if everything goes according to plan, I'll be going to Trevecca Nazarene University to uh, both work as a graduate assistant and to get my master's in business administration. A graduate assistant as? In sports information. Cool. Okay. So yeah, then... so I'll be uh, doing broadcasting stuff for all the sports teams Potentially working on all the social medias for all the athletic accounts and uh, website stuff, and it's a whole huge thing. A whole ordeal. Sounds yeah. like a whole ordeal. <laughs> that's awesome, though, man. Congratulations. Happy that's, for that's you. Big. You and get just imagine we we can say we knew you win. <laughs> well, I just wanted to thank y'all for everything this summer. Because oh. everything. I, Everything. Everything? Everything, yeah. For the opportunity to be here to work with y'all and stuff, because I've enjoyed this a lot more than y'all think. 
<laughs> well, it's it's been a little ragged and rugged at times, but um, like as we promised, we we said we teach you something. Whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do, or, or, or whether it'll be useful or not, you you learn something, so something of some sort. We hope, anyway. JP in studio now. Glad to have him with us. Very glad to have him with us because I was not ready. Have headphones will have headphones will travel. Yeah, (laughs) he will travel. Yeah. From Spring Hill to Columbia. What's happening, fellas? Good evening. Man. Well, I'm sorry. It's not good evening afternoon. Yet. Hey, <laughs> I, Good afternoon. Well, you head about an hour and a half east, it is evening. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. I, you know, this weekend has been wild in that we have seen all of the news bet- from the Oklahoma-Texas ordeal essentially confirmed everything they've officially left the big 12 as of today yeah i guess i mean they they informed the rest of the conference that they would not be renewing their right to grants is that the phrase that they're using yes that's For, the phrase that that expires in 2025 so and expi- it it's, it it kind of strikes me as cart before horse kind of thing though just for the fact that as we say you don't quit a job without a job but you know the idea of them leaving the big 12 when they've not been voted into the sec is a little interesting to me i wonder if it's like the situation in high school sports here if you're going to be granted a hardship you have to enroll first so, so maybe you, you gotta leave leave before to, you can get in maybe so i don't know i did yeah. yeah i mean that's a thought we're we're going to talk more about it but we're actually going to talk about the other side of it mm-hmm. what's going to happen to those big 12 teams we'll talk about that with jeff calkins of the daily memphian that's going to be coming up later this hour We've got Braves, which obviously are playing probably now. (laughs) Um, So we'll talk about that game here in the next segment so we can go ahead and get that out the way. Uh, Last time we talked about them as they were playing, I trash-talked them all the way into a a a 5-4 postponement (laughs) suspension. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll also talk Chip Walters as we always do because this week, big week for MTSU here in Murray County and Columbia. We'll get all the information about the Blue Raider Blitz that will be in town this week. Uh, we'll preview the Mountain West and tons of AFC South talk and predictions being thrown out there by a bunch of different people. And pretty much all of it is trash can juice. So we're going to get to it. We're going to get to all of that uh, later in the show. Going to be a lot of fun. If you, let's see, we got tons of top stories. So let's hit them. This. Oh, no, not top. The rundown. rundown. This This is the rundown. 
of top stories. <laughs> JP's over here. He's I'm ready to roll, li- man. He's half listening and half trying to get set up. Ready to roll. <laughs> when it's Monday, it's, it's Monday. It's Monday. So, um, over the weekend, Fisher Anderson, one of the top recruits in the state, offensive lineman from Franklin, committed to Stanford. He had announced a Final Four of Stanford, Virginia, North Carolina, and was it Duke? Northwestern. North, okay, I couldn't remember. I didn't think it was but Same two thing. ACC schools. <laughs> but so, And I knew there was another high-powered academic institution in there. So, yeah, yeah, Northwestern. So, committed to Stanford. He's going to be a cardinal. Singular. So, One cardinal. One cardinal. Um, congratulations to him. I think that makes him about the third. Well, no, more than that. But he comes right behind Chris Parson from Ravenwood committing to Florida State. Prior to that, Miles Pollard from Ravenwood had committed to Michigan. Yes. And um, Paige has got a quarterback, Jake McNamara, that's committed to Colorado State. So, And then, of course, f- Destin and Keaton Wade. At Kentucky. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot, a lot going on in, in Wilco. Tons. And... It's only going to get better from here. I mean, it, it's it has it's not getting worse. No the talent is not getting worse. No, these are all you know twenty twenty two recruiting class members that we're discussing. Obviously, Ty Lockwood at Independence is in that twenty three class, and and you know he's another one that's going to go Power Five. So all that tells you is that Region Seven Six A is exactly what you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, some baseball action over the weekend. I don't know if you guys watched Facebook Live this weekend. If you saw our Facebook Live yesterday, we broadcast uh, live the Game 3 of the American Legion Senior Division State Championship Series. That was a lot of fun. Um, post-19 with their 11th consecutive state title. Yeah, they um, defeated post sixty. 13-3 in, th- in game three of that best of five series down at Sam Davis Park after a 5-3 win over at Columbia State on Saturday night and a 14-4 win to open the series. So congrats to the post-19 seniors. They will be playing in the Southeast Regional Tournament that starts next Wednesday, August 4th. 4th, yeah. Yeah, down at Pelham, Alabama. Brentley Whitwell named most valuable player of the series – because he scored a lot of runs. Seven. Seven, Seven runs in three games. Yeah. <laughs> so, well done. Congratulations to Post-19. Um, we saw this, was it Friday night? I think it was Saturday night. It may have been Saturday. We we noticed it was Saturday because we were at, the, we were at, at Post-19. Yeah. Um, Ryan Weathers, with his first career homer, goes – Super deep, like 400 and... 421, I think it was. However far it was, it was farther than Tatis's homer that night. Um, <laughs> becomes the sixth... Fifth. Fifth son of the father-son duo to... Uh, uh, of home runs hit by father-son duos. And it's about, 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 about Ryan being so young as he's not that far removed from hitting... On a on a regular basis, as yeah. a high schooler, yeah, and so was a was a pretty good one. 
Right. So, I mean, he did, a lot of times as you go, especially, I mean, even if you are in the, a National League system, you know, a lot of times in the minor leagues, you just don't get to work on hitting very much because they're working on your mechanics and your pitching and building that up. But he's only, what, two years removed from playing high school ball? No. Um, this is his third year away from? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how you count. He was a 2018 graduate. Right. So so May of 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is – he's three years removed then. Yeah. Um, that's – that's something though. Well done. Yeah, and and if know, he hits one, another one, one, he will have tied his dad's career. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, I think I saw this was Ryan's twentieth plate appearance. David hit his first in his ninety eighth plate appearance. So little little bragging rights there. Just just a little. Just slight, slight. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it for your top stories now jp we can give them the rundown this is the rundown and the monday rundown is brought to you by our friends at zion christian academy 931-388-5731 931-388-5731 is the number to call zioneagles.org the website to visit if you want to schedule your appointment today do so ZionEagles.org or 931-388-5731. In baseball action over the weekend, on Friday night, the Phillies defeated the Braves 5-1. It was the Cubs 8, the Diamondbacks 3. The Padres defeated the Marlins 5-2. Cincinnati defeated St. Louis 6-5. And Milwaukee 7, the Chicago White Sox 1. On Saturday, the Braves blasted the Phillies 15-3. It was the Diamondbacks 7, Cubs 3. Marlins edged the Padres 3-2 in that Ryan Weathers started game. The Brewers beat the White Sox 6-1 and the Reds 5, Cardinals 3. On Sunday, it was the Cubs 5, the Diamondbacks 1, the Cardinals 10, the Reds 6, Miami defeated San Diego 9-3, and the Phillies edged the Braves 2-1, despite a fantastic outing by Tukey Toussaint. We'll talk more about that later. In minor league action, it was the Jacksonville Jumbo Scrimps. They won uh, six, five, five of the six in the series, and uh, including four over the weekend. They swept the Friday doubleheader 3-2 and 6-5. On Saturday, it was a 9-3 win for Jacksonville, and on Sunday... A 5-2 win. Nashville has now lost seven of their last eight. Correct. Um, In Olympic softball action over the weekend, the United States shut out Mexico 2-0 on Saturday and defeated Australia 2-1. On Sunday, it was a U.S. 2 and Japan 1. And in baseball action today, obviously the Braves and the Mets are playing right now. Uh, and they will play again tonight at 7:10. Both of those games on Valley Sports South and WKRM 103.7, our sister station. The Blue Jays and Red Sox play tonight at six. That's on ESPN, and the White Sox are at the Royals on ESPN Plus. It's a 7:10 first pitch in Olympic softball medal games at 12 midnight tonight. Mexico and Kansas will play for the bronze. That game will be televised on CNBC. At 7 a.m. tomorrow, U.S. and Japan will play for the gold. Again, that's at 7 o'clock in the morning on NBCSN. (laughs) And like I said, the NCAA must have scheduled that one. 
That's going to do it for your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right. When we come back, we will talk about that Braves-Mets series that's getting started and the series from this weekend, Marlins. So, not Marlins. Jeez. The Braves play the Phillies. Padres played the Marlins. Actually, the Braves played the I have no idea. <laughs> I'm with you. It's Monday. We'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yeah welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint live from the league company studio on the front porch sports headquarters of wkom 1017 fm in Columbia, as you look at the West 7th cam, it is the only camera you're seeing right now because we used up all the battery yesterday on the other cameras. So we'll get those up later, maybe. May not be worth it. We're just going to show you West 7th. It's a little it's a little cloudy out there, but I don't think it's gotten anywhere near the, the storm that I had to deal with today. A just a tiny, tiny line of storms that came through Nashville, and how my daughter slept through it, I'll never know other than the fact that she is my daughter and could sleep through anything, I guess. Well, there you go. Because it was, it was coming down pretty hard, so that was interesting. I liked being blind. No. <laughs> um... Braves and Mets playing right now in the top of the second. No score as Dansby Swanson steps in against Marcus Stroman. Here's a question. Um, according to the schedule by the um, by ESPN here, the Mets still haven't decided who they're pitching in game two. <laughs> and perhaps they are. 
<laughs> like we'll figure it out when we get there. One, yeah, after we get this one over with. You know? <laughs> Whoever, whoever's next up, that's who's going. <laughs> but uh Dansby grounded out to third, so that's that's not ideal. Um Braves two games under five hundred as you predicted. No, no. I predicted they would take three or four. No, that's right, you did. You predicted a sweep. Mm-hmm. They we pitched well wrong. enough. They did pitch well enough. Um again, Tuki Tassant. Seven innings, five hits allowed, one earned run, which was a solo home run by um, John Segura. No walks, ten strikeouts. We talked to George Plaster on the way to the game Sunday, and he said, you know, today we'll find out if Tukey's for real or because he's never been really great on the road. Well, he had a career-high strikeouts on Sunday. Career high. I mean, if you were going to find out, if you feel like you found something out, I mean, it's got to be positive. I mean, 10 strikeouts, one earned run in seven innings on the road. I'm I'm not sure what more you could have asked for from him than that. Here's the question. What... Let's go through this Braves rotation right here. You've got Freed, Morton. Now, when you say let's go through this Braves rotation right now, do you mean right now at this very right now now at this very moment with Ian Anderson still on the aisle? With and how much longer what is that looking like? Do we know we have any timetable? I haven't seen. No, I've not seen. Okay. So you've got Freed, Morton, Smiley. That's your Do you do you have Smiley? Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you have a smiley. Maybe you don't. We'll yeah. find out later this week. But as of right now, what we know, we have those three. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a mix of Muller, Bryce Wilson, Tukey Toussaint, um, Kyle, Wright. Kyle Wright. There's... That's about it. There's not... And... You expect to get Waskari Noah back soon, but maybe not. Yeah, and and again, and you expect to get Ian Anderson back. I would say by the end of the week. Okay, um, that would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Uh what? And and ideally, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they saw or expect. Any structural damage on Smiley's part, so no. so he should. I don't think he's headed for the IL. I, I think he's probably expected to make his next start whenever that is. Uh, Brian Snitker said yesterday, you know, we'll we'll see when he throws his side how it goes, and we'll go from there. But so, what do you do if you are building a five man rotation? How do you fill it out with Anderson on the IL from there? Freed, Morton. If Smiley's healthy, Smiley. And Tukey. And whoever else other than Anderson until Anderson gets back and then Anderson. I guess Muller would be the first guy. And he's been more consistent and more successful than both Bryce Wilson 
and Kyle Wright. Um, so what do you do with Enoa when he does come back? You have him as potentially that sixth starter because, again, you're going to start seeing guys that through last year over a 60-game season like a Max Freed, like a Drew Smiley, like a Charlie Morton, who get tired. If if you can give them an extra day between starts in August and September, may not be the worst thing that you could do. And when you've got a quality option like a Waskar Enoa to do that, and it doesn't have to be a Bryce Wilson or a Kyle Wright, it doesn't have to be a bullpen start, then that makes you that much stronger. So, I mean, you may be getting Enoa back at just the right time. And a, a six-man rotation may not be the may not be a bad option for this team coming down the stretch. I'd be okay with that. I, I was thinking, I'm sitting here wondering if Tukey has given himself and made himself, you know, look good enough to be packaged in a trade deal, but then... They got rid of Ender today. I don't think you. I don't think the Braves are going to trade effective starting pitching. So I don't think you're going to see Toussaint move. I hope you're going to see Wilson and Wright move. Who'd take them? You know, there's always somebody that thinks we can fix them. That's true, but you're not going to get much for them. That being said, well, here's here's one thing that I thought was a possibility is if you can get Wilson and Wright and one of the outfielders from your AAA, mm-hmm. quadruple-A mm-hmm. pool, mm-hmm. you might be able to get somebody decent enough to fill a spot. But I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, we only need one of those outfielders. We only need one. And Drew Waters is the only one we haven't seen at the major league level. And by the way, he's hit a home run in like five straight games. So... You're saying Wilson, Wright, Pache, and see what you can get. There's another. There's another. I can't remember who the other, but but not one. Yeah, I think Pache would be a good option in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, next year you're probably going to have Peterson, Acuna, and probably Waters in the outfield. There's worse. Well, you're not going to have Acuna till the All Star break next year, for one thing. That's true. So, but heck, if Guillermo Heredia can keep doing what he's doing, I might take him. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, he's been he's been he's been as consistent offensively as anybody they've had. So, yeah, it'll it'll 
I'm still interested to see what happens here over the next few days before the trade deadline, whether the Braves do manage to make a move, and if so, what it is, because that will that will dictate, you know, what that could dictate what that outfield looks like. I mean, you're you're hearing Jose Ramirez his name again. I'm just a little. I, I'm surprised that Milwaukee took Ender Inciarte. But also, knowing how they kind of work, I'm not surprised. Because, I I mean, I'm reading on Twitter that Lorenzo Cain is possibly going to be moved. Now, he's been hurt. But that's a guy that could, see, could, could get them something. Sure. And dump some salary. Maybe the Braves move for Cain. Can we give you Wright and Wilson and Cusus Kane? Yeah. Can, can we do that? I'm okay with that. I, I got no problem with that. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a this Braves team is just absolutely mind boggling because you don't you don't know what to do because heck, what thirty five percent of the players who are on the roster right now weren't on the forty man to start the year. I don't know what the percentage is, but that doesn't. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the only place that hasn't had any injuries is the one place I wish would. <laughs> the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, yeah. I wish they, yeah. they were the ones getting hurt. If, some, of the, if somebody had to get hurt, yeah, why, <laughs> why couldn't it be them? Can, yeah. can we trade? Can, can we trade AJ Minter's ACL for for Ronald Acuna Juniors? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, this day in Braves history on July twenty six, two thousand eleven, the Braves walked off Philadelphia. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, the other team in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, four three and in nineteen innings as Scott Proctor's infield grounder scored Julio Lugo with the mm. winning run. Pirates third baseman. Pay- there's some local con- con- connections here. Pirates third baseman Pedro Alvarez fielded Proctor's gr- grounder, and his throw home to Michael McHenry was well ahead of Lugo, but home plate umpire Jerry Meals somehow, and I've looked at this video clip again here this afternoon, somehow came up with a safe call on the play. The Pirates lodged a formal complaint with the commissioner's office with MLB Vice President Joe Torre and home plate umpire Jerry Meals, each acknowledging that the call was incorrect but would not be overturned. Well, we all know what happened, right? I mean, we all understand what happened in this situation. No? Explain. It was the 19th inning, man. (laughs) A chance to go home. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Like, yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I was tired, boss. <laughs> I mean, jeez. I want to go to sleep. Yep, yep. So. I mean, come on, guys. There you go. <laughs> um, Sounds are off tonight. Thank God they need they, it. Yeah, they need the rest, apparently. They open a six-game homestand tomorrow. Oh, a six-game series at home tomorrow against Columbus. Can this be right? They just – yeah, it is, but 
I feel like they've played Columbus 14 times. Yeah. The Sounds 41 and 30, Columbus 31 and 30? Oh, that? Yeah. That, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Hang on. <laughs> 31 and 39. 31 and 39. There the, we go. The nine and the zero are next to each other. Yeah, so maybe that was a typo on somebody's part. Anyway, um, 7.05 tomorrow at First Horizon Park is game one of that six-game series. As Chris mentioned during the rundown, the Sounds lost their last four games against the Jumbo Shrimps. And have lost seven of their eight, last eight now after having won 15 straight at one point, which the Memphis Redbirds have now won 15 straight. By really? The way. Yeah. So they will be going for their number 16 tomorrow when they resume play. I'm not sure who they've got. No, that's yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that, the sounds like it when Columbus comes comes to town. And if you go to a ball game, don't leave. Because I think they walked off Columbus like three times in that last series. Oh, well. <laughs> so, don't Trust. leave. Trust me. Stick around. It'll be worth it. Uh, we've got to take a break. We were slated to have Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian on to talk about the AAC and the Big 12. Unfortunately, the um, New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies have apparently made a blockbuster trade of some sort. And Jeff is doing his duty as a columnist. So we will not have Jeff in the next segment. We will um, talk a little about that trade that forced him to bail out on us. But we're still going to talk about the AAC and the Big 12 because there are rumors that the AAC could be the aggressor in this. So... I'll be interested to see what happens. We'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Sports today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, intern two, Lawson Smith, JP Plant on the controls. 
We were hoping to be able to bring you Daily Daily Memphian columnist Jeff Calkins in this segment, but he is a little busy as the New Orleans Pelicans and uh, I almost said Vancouver Grizzlies. Jeez. Memphis Grizzlies. Well, it's because of the guy's last name. It got it, it got me confused. Um, have made a trade that includes um, anybody want to help me with this name? Jonas Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. There's no H in there. Well, that's how it's pronounced. Well, I've watched Grizzlies games, only you, and that's how they pronounce it. Only you would know that, though, in this room. Hockey I don't know who else would know that. Because hard that's, to pronounce, so it's kind of my thing. It's definitely a, it's definitely a hockey-type name, so that, that you're a name pronunciation guy, too. That's that, <laughs> that, Put that on your resume. Can pronounce hard-to-pronounce names. Not that you need a resume anymore. Apparently. Jonas Valanciunas heading to New Orleans along with picks. For Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, not Bledsoe as it appears here on NBA.com. Somebody typing fast. Um, and picks. But and, they're big picks. Um, let's see. Memphis sending their number 17 and their number 51 to New Orleans. Getting picks number 10 and number 40. And a protected 2022 from the Lakers. First round, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Bledsoe not expected to stay in Memphis. Expected to be moved yet again. So, just for what the, so basically it's going to be a trade of big guys, Valanchunas and Adams and Picks. Well, he's the only one I care about. Because he's the only one I've ever heard of. Um, but I only know him because of his time at Parker High School in Birmingham, Alabama, where he won a couple state championships <laughs> playing against DeMarcus Cousins. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. And then they went to play together in Kentucky. There you go. So he's the only one I know <laughs> of any of these three. Yeah. I'm glad you watch basketball. Barely. Like, it's like, well, I have. I was like, the well, channel. Well, I was actually watching a Braves game, and I'm like, oh, hey, the Grizzlies are also playing because you know Valley Sports are mm-hmm. right right next to each other. So I was like, nothing else is on. Might as well flip to that while commercials are on. So JP's our resident basketball guy. Well, I don't know necessarily about that, but you may remember Stephen Adams played with the Oklahoma City right. Thunder when uh, Kevin Durant at the end of his stay there, um, as they were making a couple of runs deep in the playoffs. So he's got some experience as as a big man. He just wasn't one of the big three with he was Harden not. and and Russ. Yep. At that time. So Well I think and this was yeah, it was at the very end of Durant's time there. Stephen Adams played with him. If this were early eighteen hundreds, he'd have a really good shot at being a uh, senator. Maybe even president. The Adams, the Adams name carrying yes. tons of weight in the political world back then. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> you are reaching. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so it's best if we just talk football, which is what we were going to do in this segment before it got railroaded by this trade. Because most, you sent me a tweet from Nicole Auerbach, and I don't, 
I don't know if it was her tweet or if it was a story by someone else. I think it was her tweet. I don't remember if it was her story. I did not go back and read it as I meant to, but the tweet was, you know, provocative enough. And and I don't mean any disparagement when I say provocative, but basically it inferred that instead of the American getting picked over as the Big 12 tries to reload, perhaps the American instead becomes proactive and tries to draw some of these Big 12 teams to it, which really, to me, makes more sense. I mean, right now, which is the more established program, um, the more established conference, the one that's got – you know, Cincinnati, Memphis, Central Florida, Houston, or the one that just lost Texas and Oklahoma and has a bunch of other folks trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, I, here's the thing. And I know that this isn't typical. You've got a 10 football playing schools in the AAC. There are eight schools in the Big 12 left. Okay, hang on a minute. Is it 10 or is it 11? Well, Wichita State does not play football. Yeah, but I'm sitting here looking at the football standings and they got 11 schools. University of Central Florida, Cincinnati, East Carolina, Houston, Memphis, South Florida, Southern Methodist, Temple, Tulane, and Tulsa. That's what I'm looking at. What about Navy? Navy is, are they in the AAC? For football. Okay. Well, they're not listed in, under current members on Wikipedia. That is why I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the U.S. Naval Academy plays AAC football. They used to be independent. Yeah. But now, okay, so there's 11 teams. You've still got eight. Mm-hmm. Would I think you, the first thing you do is grab West Virginia. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is the first thing you do add or start thinking about who you're going to kick out? Because would you rather have – six of those and kick one out or I mean this this is just me spitballing mm-hmm. here. if the big 10 were to take Iowa State and Kansas and you could get the other six I don't think the big 10 takes Kansas without taking Kansas State for one thing I think they I think they're a package deal as opposed to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. See, I, I don't know because Iowa Iowa State. So you've got two you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you which one would you rather have? Because Iowa State's better at football than Kansas State currently. Mm-hmm. And if this is a football driven move, but you're grabbing Kansas for basketball, I don't know what I don't know what value Kansas State brings to your conference. Is Kansas my question. State doesn't necessarily bring value, but neither does Iowa State. Really, I, I don't know that you're going to just. I don't, I don't know. The, um, 
And, you know, I'm not a commissioner, and I don't think like that necessarily. So I'm thinking more geographics maybe than anything. But you're right. I mean, Kansas State isn't anybody that you're oohing and eyeing over getting in any conference. They they don't move the needle, as as they would say. So, But Kansas State would be really great for Wichita State, who plays every other sport. Right. So there's that. And, and I think, you know, if you could get some combination of Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Baylor. TCU. TCU is the big one here because that's a TV market. Yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth, as JP reminded us last week when we were discussing. So, I think TCU is probably the bell cow of the rest of what's left, of what's left just because of that. That could very well be. And who would have thunk it? That's all I'm saying. TCU. Uh, But, yeah, I I think the AAC could very well be a a serious contender to do that. And if you can can get away with it, I I say go for it. And that – I think that – I think that drives a stake through the heart of the Big 12 if that happens. Oh, they're done. You can't create a new conference out of anything what's left. Of, what's left, yeah. To your point about TCU, uh, you're right about the market, although they're already in that market with SMU. So Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, TCU, if you're just SMU... Grabbing, if you're just grabbing TCU just because of where they are, you're, you already have somebody that's there. And it, Point being I'm, that it may not be the bell cow that you think it is. It is for everybody for else. For that conference. Yeah. For everyone else, I think it is. I, I just don't know that... I think they would be a fit for that conference. They're a fit. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure that Southern Methodist really moves the needle the way TCU would, even in that... Probably market. not. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I think TCU definitely has the larger margin in that market. If Let you're me ask you looking this. at that, and this is you know who you know who I am. You know where I'm from. Does the number one college football market in the country matter? As good as UAB has been, could UAB actually move in as well to that conference into the American into the AAC? It's the number one college football market in the country. Because I think because, you'd have to ask somebody yeah. that's more TV connected, more TV savvy than we are. Because even though we've seen that Birmingham is the number one college football market in the country, I don't know that the perception of Alabama-Auburn in Alabama if UAB can overcome that with the number one TV market in the country, I think, I think if you're talking about the the combination of TV market and success of football programs, if this is football driven and basketball for that matter. But here's the thing, and again, it's the number one college football market in the country. But are they watching UAB? Not yet. But if this becomes a Power Five conference, it, they do. That's speculative. They'll it they'll sure watch is. UAB if Auburn and Alabama are not playing. But that's okay. Because you can schedule that around it. 
And if they're a power five you conference, could, you've got to pay attention to them. I mean, it's certainly worth questioning and looking into mm-hmm. and considering. Especially if you've still got South Florida and East Carolina in this conference, UAB fits right in because they've been there with them their entire lives until this got picked over with the Big East right. issue. So anyway, there's too much there's just too much to discuss with this. This is going to be a year-long discussion. Until things start moving, we're all going to speculate. Yeah. So we'll just keep speculating. Why not? Throw out the weird ideas. We got plenty of weird ideas coming up in the second hour. I've got a ridiculously weird idea coming up in the final segment, so you're going to want to stick around. We got Chip Walters, though, on the other side of the break. We'll preview the Mountain West and then AFC whatnots and trash can juice all in the final segment. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be right back right after this to the Lee Company Studio. 